0: Welcome to the Banking with Life Q&A series. I'm your host, James Nethery, and this is where I answer your questions concerning the infinite banking concept. Let's get started. What is insurable interest and why does it matter who my beneficiary is? That's a very fair question life insurance is a replacement of a loss that is not an investment. I don't buy life insurance to try to put pennies in so I can get rich by, you know, make my beneficiaries rich because I died. You don't want to live a long time. But if I die prematurely, I want my family taken care of. If I graduate, my family not only loses me, but they lose all of my future income. That's what the death benefit is replacing, right? Well, who has an insurable interest in me? Right. You can't go buy life insurance on a stranger because there's no insurable interest. There's no loss to you. So life insurance is a replacement of a loss. Right. If I graduate, what is a loss to you? It's zero. Right. So there's no insurable interest. If my family loses me, like I said, they lose me and my future income. So that is why the beneficiaries matter. It's just like maybe I'm giving you know $10,000 a year to a church. I'm a donor to a nonprofit, my example. Um, if I graduate, I'm not gonna be able to give them any money in the future. There's an insurable interest there, right? Why? Because there's a loss. They lose me, they lose my donations. So it does matter who your beneficiaries are, and that's kind of why. All right. Well, dividends that are used for paid up insurance don't reduce the PUA premium that I can pay. Correct? You are correct. And an efficient policy should be designed where the dividend election is paid into the paid up addition driver. It increases your basis, it increases your capital, it increases future dividends, but it does not limit what you have the contractual right to pay into a PUA premium what happens when a company demutualizes well typically the company demutualizes so it can be sold or they want to be like all the other financial institutions around the world and they want to be able to print money out of thin air by issuing stocks oops and and typically you know what happens to the policy owner they're compensated in some way for their ownership position Um, Dividends may or may not be continued to pay if they're participating policies. But um, that's what happens. It becomes a stock company. Somebody, they're they're either going to issue stocks to the open public or they're going to have one entity buy the stocks. So your ownership position in that company is compensated, but you're no longer an owner of the company. You're just a customer of the company, right? So in a nutshell, those are a few things that happen. In this question, how would the potential estate tax changes affect life insurance policies? You'll you'll probably want more death benefit, right? Because the uh, current exemptions are gonna sunset in 2025, so the uh, exemptions are gonna lower. So um, you'd probably want more death benefit to compensate if the estate tax issue is gonna affect you. How do you determine how much you can take out, quote-unquote, as retirement income, for example, on page 54, becoming your own banker, how is the first withdrawal of 92000 being supported? Well, there's that's a very good question. How do you determine how much you can take out? Well, you determine that by how you're taking the income. Are you withdrawing from the policy values or are you borrowing against the policy values? And so you determine how much you can take successfully. You know, when are you going to die? Don't know. But th- there'll be some work that your agent would do. Says, look, you can, you know, if the dividends don't change, you can take this X number of dollars out each year until you're age 90, 95, or 100. Right? So you got to pick a time period. Um, and it does matter. You want that policy enforced when you graduate, okay? So you don't want to cannibalize that policy. And Nelson's example on page fifty-four, where he's taking out ninety-two thousand, I believe that's in equipment financing. Um, on page fifty-four. Yep. So, you know, if if you don't, if you haven't had the opportunity to hear Nelson. Live, You can hear him, you know, recorded on a DVD series. And and, and he explains, and he used to explain all the time, is how he determined the income in all of those illustrations. That's illustration number one in equipment financing. And the way Nelson determined that, and he, he would tell the story about the artillery um, range and the uh, expendable, you know, corporals in the military and, you know, firing for effect and just the finders. It was a great uh, analogy. But he determined the income based on that death benefit, right? So if you look at the death benefit, this is page 54, illustration number one in equipment financing. Um, he started taking out $92,000 at the end of year 36, um, age 65. So he's year 37, age 66. But if you look at the death benefit way over there in the far right column, he has 2.388. Million dollars in death benefit. If you go down to the very bottom, Nelson killed him at age 85, and the death benefit is 2.4 million. That's how Nelson determined the income in each of those illustrations. Is he kept the death benefit relatively equal? So he could have taken more income. All right. These are withdrawals. These are not loans. He could have taken more income, and the death benefit would have been less at age 85 he could have taken less income and the death benefit would have been greater right so how do you determine it depends on your circumstances that may be more than you wanted to know but um, i had fun reminiscing so i hope that helps you determine how much income you need at the time the future is unknown and how you're going to manage that policy once you start taking income from that asset Aren't the improvements between illustration one and four and becoming your own banker essentially paying more premium and less surrender of insurance, dividend credits? Yes, no question. No magic going on there. The question is where did the premium come from? So premium was actually being paid, right? In illustration number one, beyond the fourth year, premium was being paid. How is it being paid? Through dividends, right? How is it being paid? Through dividend surrenders, right? And PUA surrenders. Illustration two, three, four, and five. You know how was how was that premium being paid? It was a cash flows that was going to Associates Finance. Thank you for listening. If you have a question that you would like an answer to, email me at james at bankingwithlife.com. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.